Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty. I am happy to report that uh, traveling to Egypt and returning uh, happened without any issues, which um, for any of you who are travelers and who have been traveling with the pandemic know that <laughs> it's kind of a crapshoot what you get these days with um, flights and connections and those types of things. And um, we made it all the way to Egypt and all the way back. And it went smoothly and we had just an amazing time. The difference in standard of living between, you know, the Egyptians and the U.S. was staggering, however, right? And um, it was one of those things that our daughter, it, it she noticed it and recognized it and was kind of struck by the difference in the standard of living between the two countries, that and trash, there was a lot of trash in Egypt, um, just kind of trash everywhere, which was a bit intense. Um, this podcast, however, is not about traveling to Egypt or about the trip itself. Um, it's more about where I'm at mentally and what I'm finding day to day. So since we're being honest here and I'm chatting with my pod of friends out there, I would say that um, while in Egypt, it really, <sighs> I was depressed by a joke that uh, one of the guides said. And the joke was, um, you know, if you, in, in Egypt, they have a saying and, and it's, it's kind of a joke, right? And I'm sure it's a joke in a lot of countries, which is, you know, if you speak two languages, you're bilingual. And if you speak three languages, you're trilingual. And if you speak one language, you're American. And, you know, we make a point when we travel to try and, you know, really immerse ourselves in the culture. Of course, you know, when you spend 10 days or two weeks somewhere, you can't learn a language. And so, you know, my husband and I both know a lot of bits and pieces of a lot of languages, but not, neither of us speak fluently any other language other than English. And so it, every time we travel, I think to myself, God, you know, it's, it's, it's just depressing, right? And so growing up, I had taken Greek and Latin and French. My father, um, who speaks languages much, much better than I do, um, really tried to impress upon me to take Spanish. And for some reason, I just had zero interest in Spanish. And of course, now I live in a state where you know Spanish is the second language, and I don't speak any Spanish. <laughs> um so, you know, while we were traveling, we were talking about what language would be our second language. And as a family, we should pick a second language. And um, Zoe was going back and forth between learning Arabic and German. And I, of course, was like, look, you know, I've always had a passion for French. You know, I spoke French a lot when I was in high school. Um, and I actually, you know, I had gotten to the point with French where um, I felt very, very comfortable having a conversation with native French speakers. And I was even dreaming in French, Right. Um, so I really, you know, I, I knew it well for a bit of time, however, right. You know, it was a long, long, long time ago. And my husband being the type of guy he is, um, was like, why wouldn't we just learn Spanish? <laughs> it's something that could be useful reading menus, you know, the restaurants that we live near, 
<laughs> could be useful communicating with, you know, the roofer who comes by or, you know, it's, he's so very logical about it. And, and again, right. My instant response is kind of like, like I don't really want to learn Spanish. Um, and so, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what my hangup is about Spanish. Um, however, right. Um, I found this fantastic app, which this isn't an ad for anything. This is just, you know, me telling you that it's called, um, Duolingo. And, um, so it's free and you can learn any language you want. And I downloaded it. And of course, you know, put Spanish on there and I went through the entire first day's exercise for Spanish. Um, and then, promptly proceeded to sign myself up for French as well, because I figured if I'm going to be doing this, I might as well be trilingual, you know, I might as well just go for it. So, um, so that's something that is kind of exciting to see, right? So uh, my daughter sat down and she did her first lesson and I'm waiting to see if my husband does his, but regardless, we're going to make a point of every single day, um, really educating ourselves and, um, deciding that we, we will become, um, a bilingual family and, um, and, you know, we're going to start, you know, working on using different languages at home because we don't want to be those Americans in other countries, right? We want, um, to be able to communicate with the world. And, um, and so with that, right. Um, while I was traveling, you know, when you're on these, um, long flights and you're just sitting there kind of thinking to yourself. Um, I had a couple of moments where I was like, Oh, when I was coming home. Um, and so the very first one was, um, you know, you can't go anywhere without opening a door, right? Which seems like a very, very trivial statement, but it's very profound that you have to choose to open the door to go anywhere, right? You want to leave the room you're in. You have to choose to walk through that door. You want a new job. You have to choose to walk through that door, you know, for your interview or to apply or whatever. And this, this sense of making a choice and moving forward with it, um, it, it kind of resonated with me on this flight home and it made me think that, you know, there's lots of things in the past couple of years where I've made decisions that I want to do something or be better at something or focus on something. And I've just made that happen. Right. And it's not through manifesting and it's not through, um, meditation. It's not through any of those things, right? It's through me opening the door and physically stepping through, right? Physically making the decision that, um, that's the direction I want to go. Right. So making that, that choice that I wanted to learn how to paint and to do watercolor. Um, I now feel like it's a medium where there's a million things for me still to learn, but I feel like I can turn to it and be creative, which was the whole point, right. Was to have, um, a avenue for me to, to really put my artistic heart out there. Right. Um, but I had to walk through that door. Right. And was it comfortable? No. Right. Learning Spanish on my phone. Is that comfortable? No. Um, yo hablo espanol. I learned that today. I actually never knew it was yo at the beginning. For I. <laughs> you know, I hear people speaking Spanish around me all the time. And, um, when you live 
in a state like I live in where people are speaking Spanish often, I tune it out because I don't understand it. And so, you know, now I've made this, this honest decision with myself to, to learn, right. To listen, to tune in to my surroundings. Um, so, so this all kind of like, you know, was percolating in through my head, right. Like making these decisions and making these changes and moving forward with life. Um, and then I was walking into the office today and, um, there's a guy who I walk by and whenever I ask him how it's going, he always tells me he's living the dream. That's what he always says. He just says, I'm living the dream. And I don't know whether he's actually living a dream or not living a dream, but this pulled this whole idea of, um, of choosing doors and making progress and moving forward and just living life and feeling life, um, kind of, uh, into like a bubble for me, because then it was like, Okay, so he tells me he's living the dream, but then my instant question in my mind is whose dream is he living? And so I'm sharing, I'm passing this on to you, you know, this little tiny nugget of insight that I had, which is, um, you know, I have had this dream to write, to paint, to be bilingual, to, you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, right? And the only way for those things to happen is to physically make a change, to make a decision to move forward in a direction, to open a door, to, to be passionate about something and, and give it a go, right? To hold yourself accountable for reaching for something, right? Because it's one of those things where you're not, I'm not ever going to have anything handed to me, right? Um, if I want it, I need to actively work to get it, right? And so when I think about living the dream and I think about whose dream, I think to myself, I think to myself, this life is short. And so I want to make sure that what I'm actually living is my dream, right? Is the things that I see deep inside me that I want to do. And I'm realizing that those things have been hidden for so long because I've been so out of touch with myself, right? And so you know, my meditation practice and centering practice and digging into my past and, and thinking about my future and trying to become kind of a person who understands herself, which by the way, I'm a Gemini is harder than shit because basically I'm a chameleon. You know, I, I adjust my personality for whatever type of setting I'm in. So figuring out who is the real me, who am I? And then what does that mean? What is my dream? What do I want? And then how do I actually go after it? I feel like I'm finally at a point um, where I am fully middle-aged white woman. Um, I'm finally seeing the direction I want to go. And really that direction is to be true to myself, the artistic self that is in me. Right. And and I say artistic in all kinds of ways. Right. Um, and to put it out there, to put it out there in the world and not be ashamed or frightened or scared or or even looking for a pat on the back, right? So I did this watercolor of um, the Great Pyramids while we were in Egypt and I thought it was trash. Like I, I really was not happy with it. And I sat it down and, and I went and I swam in the pool for a bit and I came back and I realized that what I had in my head and what was on the paper wasn't exactly what I wanted. It never is. 
However, um, when you, I looked at the picture from a distance, it held different values to it than what you see up close. And so looking at it up close, I didn't like it, but from a distance, I did like it. And, you know, sometimes I think it's just that little bit where I'm not looking for you to tell me that you love it and that you like it. Really, I'm doing this for me and understanding what it is that I want out of it, right? And understanding that I want to grow as a person and change as a person. And all those things are really to, to try and sort out internally, who am I, right? What is that dream? What are those doors? Um, so this podcast of maybe I'll, maybe I'll podcast it, the podcast of no names. Cause I don't know. I don't know what, what I call it. Um, truth seeker hunter for, uh, for the ultimate answer. Wait, no, just the number 43, right? Anybody who's read hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Uh, what is the answer to everything? It's 43. I wonder if I should have it tattooed to remind myself that that is the answer. So I currently have my animal spirit guide cards out and they, the other day directed me in a direction I haven't been in a very, very long time. So uh, the other day I was just feeling kind of out of sorts. Uh, we're jet lagged. Um, it's hard to get caught back up. You feel kind of uh, disconnected when you come back from a long trip. Right. And it gave me the, the, the gazelle. And the card was telling me to try to center and to do some yin yoga. And I haven't done yin in forever, right? Um, and to be honest, I've been in a bit of like a yoga funk. So I sat down, you know, and I did a full hour of yin. And I've got to tell you, it was spot on, just absolutely spot on. It felt magnificent. So. I'm thinking about our doors and our lives and our paths and our dreams. And this card is for you, my pod. So for today, let me grab my uh, reading glasses. We got the horse. All right. Now the horse is an earth sign, of course. It's actually, uh, I think the gazelle was also... Um, earth. So maybe I'm, I'm feeling earthy these days. Momentum, freedom, expansive energy and force. The horse represents the most masterful form of earth energy within the deck. It provides us with momentum, so reliable, so supportive that you can ride on its back toward any goal, no matter how difficult the terrain. A horse personality is fully awakened, fully alive, and cannot be defeated. The horse's freedom becomes available to us when we hone and collect our energy through daily practice. Physical stamina exercise and mental focus meditation are the secret weapons behind the horse's legacy. When in balance, it achieves anything and it never gives up. And when it's out of balance, it runs away or feels weak. And to bring it back into balance, strength training. So, um... So there you go. A horse personality is fully awakened, fully alive, and cannot be defeated. Um, interesting. Always, always an adventure here on uh, Pinch of Honesty. And with that, I know that some of you have been wondering about some of my guest speakers. I have not had the time I need to set up 
my podcast with my guests. And um, I'm going to try to be a little bit better about that. So here in the next couple months, I will see if it is possible to get on another couple special uh, guest podcasters with me. So I want to thank you for tuning in and know that I'll catch you on the flip side.